Well, I'd like to talk to you this morning about Catholic schools. We see in our gospel Jesus as teacher. They say, wow, this teaching, what's, this is a new teaching. This is amazing. He has authority, backs up his teaching, so forth and so on. So a lot of emphasis on teaching. The beautiful thing about Catholic schools is that uh, unlike any other form of education that you can receive, uh, it is an extension of the teaching ministry of Jesus Christ. So that the same mission of teaching that Jesus came to bring to the earth, to the world, is being furthered by Catholic schools in a very special and privileged way. And that's a, that's a very remarkable thing. Today we need good quality education more than, than ever before. Uh, we need critical thinking skills more than ever before. And I'll tell you a little story here that I heard recently that, that reminded me of this, of this truth and of this need for good, good education. Got to go back between the two wars, between World War I and World War II. It was Easter Sunday, 1929, and it was the last day of March. And uh, a woman by the name of Bertha Hunt attended Easter services, and she came out of church. This was in New York City in Manhattan, and it was Fifth Avenue, and she was about to join the, the traditional Easter Day parade that took place uh, at that time. And uh, normally, what would take place at the Easter Day parade in that time is, you know, the ladies would come out and be like, oh, look at the new hat, and they would compare dresses, and, and that would be the talk of the town, okay? Well, Bertha Hunt did something that became the talk of the town, but it wasn't her hat and it wasn't her dress. She came out of church and she reached into her pocket and she pulled out a cigarette. And she lit up a cigarette and started smoking in public. That was really a big deal at that time. And uh, she wasn't, you know, low-class rabble or anything like that. You know, she was a nicely dressed... Uh, classy woman, and yet here she was smoking. And she was laughing and joking and having a good time. It looked like a commercial even, you know, like a cigarette commercial. And so she's parading down the, the, the streets, getting attention, talking to other ladies and talking to the gentlemen. And uh, next thing you know, a few other ladies join her, and they suddenly pull out cigarettes, and they ask her for a light, and they all light up. And there they are, they're walking Arm in arm, four ladies, five ladies down the road here, Fifth Avenue, and they're smoking, and everybody's attention is on them. Next thing you know, some other ladies come out of other churches after their Easter Day services. And before you know it, you got ten ladies walking arm in arm, laughing, joking, and they're all smoking. And that became news. So the next day, in the newspaper, could be read the following following quote, following article here, this is a real newspaper quote. Now you got to remember it's the 1920s, so it's the, it's the roaring 20s, the, the women have just gotten the vote, and so all of the women's liberation is in the air. Miss Bertha Hunt and six colleagues struck another blow in behalf of the liberty of women. Down Fifth Avenue they strolled, puffing at cigarettes, Ms. Hunt issued the following communique from the smoke-clouded battlefields, quote, 
I hope that we've started something and that these torches of freedom with no particular brand favored will smash the discriminatory taboo on cigarettes for women and that our sex will go on breaking down all discriminations. Now, it just so happened that all ten women were smoking Lucky Strikes. (laughs) So, if you were... A New Yorker at that time, this is what would have appeared on the surface. Okay? But there was something else going on behind the scenes, and this is what was going on behind the scenes. The cigarette market had uh, been in a boom cycle because actually uh, men had received cigarettes as part of their provisions in World War I, and they came back from the war, and so a whole ton of American society and the male population was smoking at that time. But the women were not. It was considered unacceptable and unladylike. Well, there was a man by the name of George Hill, who happened to be the president of the American Tobacco Company, uh, who that produced Lucky Strikes, who said, I need to open up the market to the ladies, okay, and our profits will be doubled. And so he paid a man by the name of Ed Bernays $25,000, to do some kind of PR stunt, okay, to, to break into this market that was just waiting to be broken into. And so it turns out that Bertha Hunt, this revolutionary woman, was the secretary of Ed Bernays. <laughs> and he, he, he groomed her and he told her what to do and he probably paid her some money and then she got some friends involved and they didn't know what was behind all this. So they, they really thought, the, the friends at least, of Bertha Hunt thought this was about women's liberation. Now, my brothers and sisters, so we see the surface, and then we see what's behind and what's deeper and what's what's underneath it all. Do you think that this kind of you know uncomfortable mixture of of money and politics uh, is more prevalent today or less prevalent? What do you think? Probably a little bit more, maybe even. Okay, more than ever now, we need. People who are thoughtful, okay? So I'm not advocating cynicism, and I'm not advocating skepticism, all right? Because actually, both cynicism and skepticism are forms of mental laziness. And uh, that is the same mental laziness that makes people prey to some kind of PR stunt, like the Lucky Strikes PR stunt that took place in 1929. Uh, what I'm advocating is active, thoughtful, critical thinking. Okay, uh, You get that nowhere better than in Catholic education. Some people think, well, if it's Catholic education, it involves religion, so it's got to be like the opposite of critical thinking. Wrong, very much wrong. And in fact, uh, faith and reason both have a lot in common. And that, one of the things they have in common is that both are able to go beyond the surface appearance of things. Faith, of course, penetrates into, into deep mysteries upon the authority of God himself. But reason, if it's exercised properly, is able to go beyond the surface of things. Active, thoughtful contemplation of reality. It's able to go past the surface of things and avoid being deceived, being misled. Uh, moreover, what's beautiful about Catholic education, so this is true really of all quality education, but Catholic education, though, is able to relate to the students 
not just as a citizen of the United States of America, and not just as, surely, uh, an economic unit, okay, to be toyed and manipulated with by, by market forces. Uh, but it's, it relates to the student as a, a rational, free, intelligent being made in God's image called to eternity. There is a horizon of eternity that spreads out before the, the eyes of the mind of the Catholic student. And it's really with the, only in the context of that broader horizon that we're able to see truth in its fullness and not become reduced to I'm just a citizen or much less I'm just a pawn in the hands of economic forces and corporations. Okay, I am an immortal soul and I have a, an eternal vocation and uh, I've been endowed with reason and I need to exercise that so that I'm not a passive sheep to be pushed around and manipulated by politically and economically interested parties that are much more powerful than me. That's the beautiful thing about Catholic education, is the student is treated as he or she is in truth, and from an ultimate perspective, from a God's perspective. That's what Jesus came and his teaching brought to us, is the full truth of the human person. Uh, and it's able, like nothing else, to, to give us uh, a perfect perspective, the, the absolute perspective, a God's eye perspective on things. And thereby, we're able to get into touch with truth and, and really flourish as human beings now and then, of course, in eternity. So with Catholic Schools Week, I'll do a little, a little advertisement here. St. Francis, St. Stephen's in Geneva, um, they are going to be celebrating Catholic Schools Week by doing numerous things. There's going to be an open house in, in Auburn, not too far from here, really only about half an hour away, or less even, 25 minutes or so, uh, there will be, the, the Catholic schools there are St. Joseph's, and then that's the elementary school, and then there's uh, a Catholic high school there as well, which is pretty unique. It's called Tyburn Academy. And uh, there's going to be open house um, in both of those uh, institutions on this, this coming Tuesday. So if we have children, if we have... Uh, grandchildren, we can influence our, you know, our children to maybe consider sending their children to Catholic schools, uh, maybe ho- helping them finance. If we have friends with children, so forth and so on. There's people here who are young yet and they're contemplating, hoping, having children in the future. It's something to consider to look into Catholic education. Uh, it's a beautiful gift that furthers the teaching mission of Christ on the earth. And at the end of uh, after communion, I have some friends from Auburn here. Who are here present just to give you a little spiel uh, about Catholic education in this area.